0: This is the Burning Pre-Sales Podcast. My guest today is Patrick Besong, author of The Social Sales Engineer, a sales engineering coach, entrepreneur, creator of the now infamous secret kingdom of sales engineering map. Thank you for coming on, Patrick.
1: Thank you, Aaron. What a nice introduction. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Hopefully I hit all the key points. Well, um, I've been wanting to, uh, to do this podcast for some time now, so I appreciate you, uh, you coming on and taking the time. Um, As always, I try to get to the point very quickly and not waste people's time. So we've already settled on the question that I'm going to ask, and it is this. What are the three transformational forces in sales engineering currently?
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Let's get straight into that. Um, I think, yeah, there are actually three forces that we see right now. And number one is tied to the individual, right? Um, If you look. Um, besides the other forces, there, there's something happening, um, like with communities to spawn up everywhere, right? And um, there are a lot of books or like even very specific courses now for sales engineers, right? Um, by different vendors. There's a lot of things going on today. So one is the skill upgrade. What I mean with that, um, every sales engineer right now will face competition more than in the past because everybody is getting better right? So your competitor's SE is getting better. And if you don't take care of um, becoming better, um, you you will uh, lag behind, right? Um, so I think this is one major force. So the need for skill and actually your the, the demand for skill, right? And actually the opportunity, because there are a lot of like blogs, podcasts, everything is out there. So everybody's more engaged. So um, the example I always give is like discovery. 10 years ago, um, I don't know. Sales engineers, can you still hear me?
0: Yep, yep, I'm good.
1: Um, sales engineers would, wouldn't, wouldn't know if they should go to the discovery session, right? Today, it's quite normal. So what you should do is actually differentiate when you do discovery. Don't go just there with a list of questions and be inquisitive, but try to make a difference, right? Mm-hmm. By maybe employing a kind of workshop style, for example, right? by telling a story or in any other way, get to the information you want by just having a conversation or even doing a demo. I don't know, but be different, right? Do the unexpected. I think that's, that's, that's number one, right? This, this need for uh, more skills because everybody is knowledgeable. And well, number two, yeah, real sorry. quick on that point,
0: uh, something I mentioned on this podcast before, but we we did an audit on LinkedIn and found that there are currently in North America sixty eight thousand open sales engineering positions. So organizations are desperate to find top talent. So to your point, standing out is going to be so critical because there's there's such a rush to find good people. Um, you might look at this from from a couple of different angles, but I I, I 100% agree with this. And we've been seeing this as a trend, at least for the last six months, how there's this incredible search for not just the demand for pre-sales, but for resources themselves and making sure that they're top tier talent because there's, they're, they're getting used so often and across the entire customer life cycle in ways we've not seen before.
1: Yes. And not only this, but I will come to this in point three. <laughs> point number 2 is now and you are a huge not you but but your company of course uh, plays a huge part in that it's all this applications right that there, mm-hmm. it's born like mushrooms right everywhere every month it's it feels at least there is a new application for sales engineers and um This is for everything. For example, demo automation, it's for POCs, right? It's for RFPs, it's for discovery, it's uh, sentiment analysis, I don't know, right? Everything, Um, so so many helpful tools out there. And what this does, it, it has actually cool effect. It takes away first, it takes away the chores, right? So being proficient in demo might not be needed that much as in the past, right? Um, there might be some niche in your team or someone who, who is very uh, good at, for example, storytelling yeah? and crafting a compelling demo that is then automated or cut into pieces, automated, right? So you, you, you really understand what's the journey of the buyer looking uh, watching this video, right? So this is, I think, um, something that happens with the toolings. And this means you will have more time for... Not sure things, right? What was a chore today might not be tomorrow. So what do you do with the time? It's a big question. Again, you should invest them in skills.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: would be a good skill, for example, is um, building a brand, right? So with all these uh, applications coming in, saving you time, be, uh, be wise with using the time, right? And I think thought leadership is a big topic um, that you should yeah, invest your time in if you get such a tool and you get the, the free time, right?
0: Well, you know, it's interesting as I read a Gartner report, um, this is just a couple of days ago that they just released this. One of the most important criteria for buyers when they're selecting a mm-hmm. vendor to partner with is um, their thought leadership, their knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so to your point, you know, upskilling your your point of view on on a broader set of challenges as a sales engineer since you're influencing a lot of the way that they think and how they apply technology to their problems, uh, being known as a thought leader and building your personal brand as, as sort of that thought leader actually increases your likelihood to um, influence and win people over.
1: Exactly. And this is also a big issue with um, product-led growth companies, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I get the point. A, a certain um stage, you want the software to lead, right? And to get you the income, the cash, so you can um, improve. But at some point, you will need to actually um, have a methodology to become strategic, right? It's not only the product, but you need something that your client can actually use. And for sales engineering software, um, like maybe Vivin or Hub or whatever, um, it, it might be process knowledge, Right, that's, that you can give your buyers as as a methodology so they can run this through the org and then software solves the problem. And I think that's a huge skill for sales engineers, leading with this problem. What am I actually solving? Right. If I can explain this without naming my actual solution, <laughs> then I'm I'm a big step ahead of my competitors SEs. Yeah. So that's that's number two. So the new apps and yep. and what they lead us to. Number three is actually, you, you touched on this already, it's hiring. Mm-hmm. Um, the hiring pipelines are empty across the board. There you, you can't get sales. I, I, I heard the number of 20,000 open positions in Europe just some days ago from um, a recruiter who specializes on um, sales engineers. This is Aikuto. so Josh from Aikuto said this. Um, and there's one more thing. If you're a hiring manager today, you... You additionally get a demand to hire um, diverse, right? It's not only get this guy in; it's get get a person in that, that, yeah, that is different in background, ethnicity, right, yeah. or whatever it is that um, that makes people different, right? So, and this demand increases like <laughs> everything, yeah? and this is very visible and very um, tangible with. Um, when, when you speak to anyone who has a hiring manager role. And also there I, get, um, I got contacted, I think it was yesterday or two days ago, um, by, by sales engineering leaders who wanted uh, to um, be more social on that, right? So they ask, what can we do actually um, to attract more talent? And I, I think it's really be, be visible, um, create familiarity in, in social, social networks like LinkedIn and show your culture, Right, show what kind of leader you are. Show why your company is the best to join. It will take months, if not even years, right, to have um, um, yeah some some effect you can measure, right. But it's the right thing you should start today because there there won't be much more people available in in the short term or midterm future, right. So, um,
0: well, you know what's fascinating is to that point number three. I've heard from quite a few people that. I, I guess as a as a sub problem related to the hiring is just keeping people around and it seems to be uh you know solving that seems to be connected to to doing the things that you're talking about just in just in terms of hiring you know creating that culture being more visible making apparent what kind of team and business and and person you are and you know the team that you're running um you know i this was a couple of years ago but i read a report that this wasn't specific to sales engineers but over 80%, I think, of um, employees globally don't feel connected to the overall missions um, or cultural concerns of their employer. Uh, you know, so essentially what they're spending time on day in and day out and the values that they're operating by seem disconnected to the organization that they're at. And in a market like this, where it's really hard to find good people and retain them, it's almost as if that problem has been amplified and the need to resolve it um, has has just become that much more apparent. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that point, or if you've seen people doing this, right. I mean, you mentioned being more visible socially. I, as a marketer, and we talked about this earlier this week, but I completely (laughs) agree with this that, um, you know, I was looking at our own stats on LinkedIn, just, you know, trying to gauge what are the things that resonate with people LinkedIn is still v- a very human place. The, the things that, that connect with people are the things that are very human in nature, people sharing personal experiences, acknowledging people that have influenced them, highlighting uh, someone who's done something recognizable or acknowledging them in meaningful ways. And and people share thought leadership by, by creating kind of a human element around it. And I think it's, it's essential that pre-sales catches on. I mean, we have quite a few people like you who are very active in this space, but it seems like just like we have in marketing and sales, you know, hundreds, if not thousands, of you know, I- individuals actively each day trying to build their brand, but doing so effectively in a very human way. It seems like sales engineers increasingly need to do that. So, anyways, any thoughts on that?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think you're right, and it's tough, right? Especially when, when I speak to sales engineers. Are, about this very topic um, social media then it's like it's all fairy dust content all right I don't want this go away right it's it's a waste of time but on the other hand it's also you you can shape your destiny on social media right so it depends on you how deep um, or valuable your your content is and I think that's a big plus for sales and news because they are typically very deep in their domain, or um, know about problems or issues and how to solve them. It's very valuable what they have to say, right? So I I'm all pro, right? Go for yeah. it. Uh, build your brand. It will help you. It's it's this positive black swan, if you know this term. Um, so it's a kept downside, right? You have unlimited upside. Yeah. And that, that's a huge. Plus for social media and you just should it merge, you should merge it with your professional life, right? Get, and there are companies who, who already say, like, well, if you want to become like, I don't know, field CTO, for example, you have to have a brand on social media. We want mm-hmm. that you follow our followership, right? And that you are visible. And even if not, just having a, for example, LinkedIn page helps you in your deals because your account executive can tell your prospect. Hey, look my expert up, mm-hmm. right? And they then maybe see a video of yours or read this provocative blog post that is linked in there, and you you suddenly get a warm call because they understand you, they know you, they say, "Hey, I have the feeling I know you. Uh, great post, let's talk about this." And immediately you are in a conversation, and that's helpful for everybody who might be, yeah, a bit introvert, right? Um, yeah. As sales engineers, that's I, I, would, I wouldn't say most of them, but a lot of them are.
0: Right? That's so critical. Yeah. People don't buy from people they know, they buy from people they trust. And it's a higher value than just knowing somebody. You can't trust them until you kind of know them. But that's such a great idea for sales engineers who are going to be engaged in these B2B technical sales, um, you know, pursuits to have their LinkedIn page, have account executives refer their prospects to the SE's LinkedIn page so that they can see their point of view, how they structure things, how they approach problems. That's a really fascinating takeaway. Well, thank you so much. These are truly three transformational things happening in sales engineering. I pre- appreciate you taking the time uh, and thank you for going over that.
1: You're welcome.